All right, welcome to a very special episode of Inappropriate Earl. I mean, actually, they're all special, to be honest with you. Because you, the viewers, or listeners, you don't understand that I don't have anyone on this show that I don't like. You know, which is the great thing about starting your own podcast, is you don't have to deal with people you don't like. Maybe in the future I'll get some people on the show who I can't stand and sabotage them. But for right now, I just interview my friends from the world of stand-up, music, acting, pornography, and uh, any and all points in between that. And today's guest is no different. First of all, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to uh, Stevie Rochelle of the great 80s band Tuff, that's T-U-F-F, for supplying the sounds to Inappropriate Earl. That is the great MTV, dial MTV hit, Forever Yours, which reached the top of the charts until Poison's next single came out. And then it was buried quicker than Jimmy Hoffa on the playlist. But Stevie Rochelle runs Metal Sludge. Good guy, check that side out. But back to our guest today. As you can see, even my intros aren't planned. Even my intros are rants. Uh, this is a girl I've recently uh, just met mm-hmm. via the Comedy Store. Uh, she's like one of the young rising uh, stars and the world of stand-up comedy and she's not just a comic she's an actress she's got like some great videos on youtube and a lot of them a lot of content out there for you dummies trying to make it in the business that's the key in this world content not your five minutes of shitty stand-up at flappers please without further ado because i really don't know a lot about this girl you know uh, everyone assumes we're fucking so everyone just thinks you know that uh, you know we're some conspiracy relationship we well we, we are fucking Earl. but we no we're really not so but we are we it can't be anything further than the truth my pants aren't on right now <laughs> yeah but that's because it's fucking 400 degrees in my house <laughs> and this might set the inappropriate earl record for the longest introduction ever jesus <laughs> i mean it is hot in my apartment right now thank god big irish jay is in here he would have had a heart attack so please put your hands together out there in podcast land for uh, my partner in crime at the roast battle, Woo! Whitney Lee Rice. Thank you so much for having me, Earl. Well, you sound very enthusiastic. No, it, no, I'm really excited to be here. And I know that the A-list actors who text you to go hiking at nine in the morning, I know that it's a big step down from that. Well, look. I do go hiking with them. It's just you haven't woken up yet in the morning. So, you know, this has been a podcast I've wanted to get into uh, for a long time with you and I because, you know, this is, uh, you and I are everything that's wrong and right about stand-up. We're just Mm -hmm. two funny people Mm -hmm. who vibe together. Who look the same. Look the same. I mean, we wear glasses we're in a Tuesday night, uh, I don't want to say sketch, but we're part of the roast battle Yeah. at the comedy store on Tuesday nights as the the racist couple. Yeah. And Realistic, really. Well, it really is, if you know my views on life. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, this is uh, just, this podcast is being uh, done right in the middle of the whole Donald Sterling uh, racist rant on Fiesta. how he... Yeah, mm-hmm. how he wouldn't rent to black people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how he, in his words, won't rent to them because they attract vermin mm-hmm. and bring rats. And, and I got all excited. 
Why'd you get excited? Because I thought he was saying black people will attract the band Rat. Oh, of course. That's what you would think. <laughs> and that's my favorite band. So I immediately rented my second bedroom to a black guy. I haven't seen him yet. Did you lock him up there? Well, he's lazy. He hasn't left the place in three <laughs> days. Hello. So, you know, everyone thinks you and I are like boning. boning right. And, the, you know, you're a great girl. Right. But I'm not your type. Well, I don't think I'm your type. You like young guys, right? Well, unless they're money. Well, okay. Then I still have a shot. Right. Uh, and I like, you know... Um, but you know what type of girls do you think? You know what type of girls I like. Yeah, you like girls with big tits. You like girls that look like a certain person. You like girls that, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just it, I, 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 I'm not your type. Like but, I'm sitting here with my legs spread, and I'm not your like. There's just no. You're doing nothing. But let me just say this: you are a beautiful girl. I Thank mean, you, you are. You could be a model. Could be. And you know, it's just. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know everyone has a type yeah you know I, I mean you know you like like i would say younger comics or not comics but like I younger uh men i mean i'm 19 years older than you i mean that is it a problem for you we haven't talked about this we should talk about it is this a problem for you let's inter I, interview me for like is a dating like potential but i could never date you why because I'm just it's too, that's too weird to me to be 19 years older and we have nothing in common you like that Lana Del Rey like Lana Del Rey and I mean like I'd rather listen shit. to Dean Del Rey <laughs> whose uh, CD by the way is on sale at Cafe 101 if you're ever in the mood okay great thank you get the chopped salad and Dean's and I love Dean Dean taught me the ins and outs of the podcast hey, world um, because we used to do a podcast together oh and then people assume, oh, you guys don't like each other. I'm like, no, I just got too lazy to drive up to his house. Do you not like Dean? I love Dean. I'm saying I got too lazy to, to drive up to his house. So he lives up in the hills. And I just was like, it's, you know, L.A. is such a schlub to mm -hmm. get 10 minutes. It's a 10-minute drive. But in L.A., it's like a 40-minute drive. Totally. That is, yeah, and it's not nice. You're not a good friend. No, I mean, I love Dean. I mean, if anyone gets me up at the comedy store, it's Dean. But back, you know, it just goes to show you that since me and Dean didn't do the podcast anymore, people think we don't like each other. It couldn't be anything further from the truth. And on the mm -hmm. opposite, people think because you and I do the racist uh, couple ske or not yeah. sketch. It's real. That we're boning. Right. But can you blame them? See, that's what infuriates me about the world of stand-up. It's like two people can't be creative together without everyone else thinking they're boning. Because they probably, probably are boning, Earl. Yeah, but it's just too weird for me to be 19 years older than someone. I mean... My dad's know, 15 years younger than you. I know. Or older. Like, Excuse me. Jeez. Me and your dad could probably like swap stories about girls we've been with together. Yeah, it'd be great. So, I mean, well, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't put it in you. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, anything's possible. Or as Jeff Richards says, uh, anything isn't possible at the comedy store. <laughs> so let's get into you because I really know. Get into me? Let's do it. <laughs> I don't think you could take me. I'm, you know, you seem like you have a smaller thingy down there. And you know, I'm a not, smaller thing. Oh, you mean what do you know about vaginas? Trust me, a lot of people, like Ric Flair would say, and I'm going to channel my inner Ric Flair voice. 
everyone wants to get on top of Space Skakel. I may be the oldest ride in the park, but I got the longest line. Do you do this up at the comedy store? Is I don't get on stage at the comedy <laughs> store, so no, I don't do it at the comedy <laughs> store. I don't do anything at the comedy store. But Tommy did give me a compliment last night. So. Oh, congratulations. Well, hey, you, well, well, you're one of the quickest guys up here. So but I'm still not going to pass you. Well, you know, I think at this point, uh, the odds of uh, the World Trade Center's being rebuilt quicker <laughs> than me getting passed at the comedy store is going to happen. But <laughs> I'm not bitter or anything. So what? So you're from Virginia? I'm from Virginia. What? Uh, it's a lot of balls to move out here on your own. So I respect you instantly for that. Thanks. Well, I had, I mean, I had it. I, I first went to Long Beach because I went to uh, graduate school in Long Beach. And then Where? I got Long Beach? Cal State, Long Beach, okay. Long Beach State. And then, uh, you know, after, you know, I had some... Season. I was like, got used to Southern California. Then I moved up to LA to to do this shit. So not this, but in particular, not the podcast, but you know, LA right. waiting tables and making YouTube videos on my bed with my cats. And that's another. I can't stand cats. So it's just another thing. And I have a dog, you know. And yeah, I can't stand dogs. Yeah, I mean Lois is. And if you can't stand Lois, Lois is the greatest dog ever. A lot of listeners have met Lois and interacted mm-hmm. with her. Lois is great. Lois is the greatest dog ever. Undefeated at Michael Vick's house. Hello. <laughs> That's a joke I do on the stage. Every now and then on the pod, I'll try and slip in material. Oh, like you do when we're walking to Coffee Bean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I took you to Coffee Bean. Just I, I was nice. Uh, you know, it's hard to get people to come to my house. You know, it, it, it's just... You know, it's just hard. So I appreciated you coming. I took you to Coffee Bean. No, that doesn't mean we're fucking because I took but her to it Coffee does, Bean. Guys, totally. He got it in before he bought me anything. Because you know, you've you've seen the famous dick pic. You know what time it is. That's the first thing you showed me. I didn't even really know you, and you pulled out your dick pic. Well, it's a double headshot. <sighs> it gets me work in Van Nuys and on La Brea, two hundred one La Brea. I got a, a callback uh, tomorrow. Congratulations. <laughs> Not many uh, Saturday morning callbacks. I'm a little uh, concerned. <laughs> I'll go with you if you need me to. There's it's not much I can do to protect you, but... Well, listen, I mean, it's a predatory business for men and women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've uh, been privy to some of the uh, comics at the store uh, hovering around you like uh, flies over a piece of shit in the desert. God, I love that analogy. <laughs> I mean, it must be hard to be a, a single woman up at the comedy store. It's... it's uh... You know, it's like National Geographic sometimes, but it it's fine. Like they're all my they're all my friends. I just think uh, you just gotta you just gotta put up the you know the wall. But sometimes. I mean, it must be wanna... crazy to like. I know when I go up there, I might say out of like a hundred people in the patio, one or two girls might want the Skakel salami. Mm-hmm. But like when you walk in the patio, or, or you know. Your friends, you you hang out with hot friends. It must be a pretty empowering feeling to know that literally every guy in that patio would want to have some kind of physical interaction with you. I don't think every single person. Okay, outside of Jamie Salida and Ricky Luna, who are uh, (laughs) well-known homosexuals. No, I don't. I don't think that that everyone wants to. I think. I think. 
listen i don't i i i think that pe- people get horny and they want to fuck they want to take people up to the belly room uh because it's some weird like if everybody else is doing it so i, I want to do it too but i don't think that everyone wants this like you like you said I, i'm not your type but you are a beautiful beautiful woman i mean i will fully and i think when you say to someone that uh, you know like i get offended when uh benji once uh had one of the funniest moments. Uh, ben- Benji Aflalo, great comic. Yes, Benji, uh, baby Benji. Stingy Benji, baby Benji. Uh, we were in the hallway of the comedy store, and I could tell Benji had had some, uh, you know, a couple refreshments, liquid uh, beverages mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Melissa Villasenor is at the bottom of the stairs, and I was, you know, talking to Benji, and he just turns around and goes, Hey, Melissa, would you fuck Earl? And she's like, No. <laughs> And he's like, why not? She's just not my type. Now, she wasn't saying I was... And she said... She thought, she was trying to be sweet. She said, but you have a great body. I mean, how could she not... How could she not want to sleep with you when you make that noise? That... I mean, it just must attract women like... Well, we did do a pilot together. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, she was great. She had the most dialogue. I mean, I was very impressed with... Uh, I mean, I had literally two lines per episode, mm-hmm. but they were real scene stealers. You know? mm-hmm. So uh, that's a uh, shout out to the people at Damaged Goods Productions. Uh, two years after the pilot's done, I'm beginning to lose faith. But, you know, <laughs> I think the pilot's on It'll 90. Be back. Well, oh, yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, there's a great cast. Ben Morrison's in it. Uh, the great Brian Drolet from The Hills and uh, other uh, projects in the mix. I mean, I, I just. You know, I would love to be on TV just so I could at least feature at Sal's Comedy Hole. <laughs> thought you already had that credit. Well, I uh, headlined a show in the bathroom at Sal's. Congratulations. Listen, you know, uh, I've, uh, you know, someone gave me, I don't know how, uh, you know, you feel when like someone goes, oh, you're a really pretty comic. You know, it's like, well, how about I'm a really funny comic? I oh. get that um, compliment all the time when I'm in a, shitty bar show or mm-hmm. you know i seem to excel in rooms that you know aren't a traditional comedy rooms and someone will come up to me and say hey you're the dane cook of shitholes jesus and it's like they're trying to compliment me but i really don't take it as such what's the most what don't you like hearing after comedy show when someone's trying to compliment you or they think they are did you write that right did you write that who else would be fucking writing it I don't know. It, I, the, the saying like you're really pretty, or saying, "Oh, really? You do comedy?" Like, that, whatever. But uh, after I get off stage, uh, the number one thing that bugs me is when people say, "Do you write your own material?" And the, probably the second thing is that if I make some sort of sexual joke on stage, people think that. Uh, it's okay to be super raunchy with me and like touch me afterwards. <laughs> I don't know where, I, where uh, that uh, plays in. I don't know. Maybe maybe I am opening up it up for sexual harassment. But I'm just kind of used to it at this point. It's like oxygen. Well, it's you are good. very nice to everybody, and I think I know. Yeah, I'm comics. trying to be more of a bitch. Yeah, well, I mean, you have you know. I mean, if you want to last in this business, you got to be a little bit more of a cunt. Just yeah, because. I'm working on it. Well, you 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 get it. Th- you're two years into stand up. Two and a half. Two and a half years, so you know I would say about the five year mark. Uh, well, you'll you'll have made it by then. I just get this vibe from you that you're going to be the next Whitney, 
And I mean that as a complete Cummings? compliment. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, let you. I just well, so hopefully we'll get a show canceled or two, two shows maybe. Well, I think just one show. <laughs> I would let me say this right now, and if Whitney's listening, hi Whitney. I would love to have Whitney's failures because right. they're better than my successes. <laughs> Amen. Mean, you know, everyone gets shows canceled. I mean, you know, uh, so I would love to have a show canceled because that means you got so it on I. the air. So would I. So I mean, there's a lot of great uh, shows that get canceled that shouldn't, and there's a lot. Like I had no idea. Dear, to this day, how CSI Miami was on for like 15 seasons. Uh-huh. And Miami Vice lasted five. So it's just, I know that's way before your time. Yeah, it, I have no idea what you're talking about. But that's the thing. This is why I could, you know, I might be able to throw it in you one night. Totally. For just quick, meaningless, se- not meaningless, but you know. The ass. A, a one night, st- I'm not into the ass. Well. Because that, and a lot of people, I know. It says a lot about you. Especially living in West Hollywood. I mean, I am not into the ass. I don't believe that. I don't believe that you're not into the ass. First, uh, my dick is too big. That means nothing. It, uh, hell, yeah, well, let me bend over and let's see how nothing that means. <laughs> I'm trying to offer this whole time. Um, oh, should I do sound oh, effects on the show? Uh, I'm turned into the black guy from Police Academy. Uh, Michael Winslow. That's, but uh, that's another reason. Like, you know, I'm at the point where if I have sex with someone... I have to like feel like a like a common like like a bond like you know it's like we tried to talk music the other night and you were talking about Lana Del Rey and and Rick Ross and Rick Ross and I th- was like Rick Ross I was wasn't, like he was you know the fuck is Rick Ross yeah. isn't that the guy with the beard and the Beastie Boy videos <laughs> and even last night at dinner after the roast battle and I don't want to name drop who we were with they might not want to be associated with us after yeah, last yeah. night hey. but. But uh, two very uh, well-known comics, and then it was, uh, you know, we were at the Rainbow, and, uh, well, actually, I don't think they would mind. Uh, Jeff Ross, who has really been a big supporter of our, uh, uh, you know, our our, uh, characters Characters. at the Roast Battle. Our way of life. Along with Rel Battle and Brian Moses, they've really Mm -hmm. backed our characters. I mean, we do something that I think... um, giving back to the world it's not traditional in <laughs> terms of its entertainment form uh-huh. and frankly i needed you uh because i was running out of basically uh me and whitney do a, a, a whites only racist couple uh character at the roast battle exaggerated yeah oh it's completely exaggerated it's like last night at the roast battle we had two clipper shirts on and uh you know we had uh Brian Moses' parents right behind us and we're insinuating that Brian looks like an ape. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and his mom and dad are laughing. And, yeah, it was you, great. You know, great, it's just so... Family it's, fun. I, I mean, how would you describe what we do? It's so over the top. It's so over the top. It's it's more so poking fun at racism and people that say things yeah. like that so that, you know, we can laugh at, at the absurdity of that. Um, yeah. It's it brings it's bringing light to a to an issue in this country. I mean, it's not, well, especially after Donald Sterling's uh, insanity. Uh, right. You know. Uh, Sounds ridiculous. I mean, I think what we're doing is almost like pro wrestling characters. Like, you know, I, now you're not going to get this reference because you weren't even born yet. But you know, in the '80s and and maybe early '90s, pro wrestling had these just completely insane, over the top characters like. 
there was this one wrestler. He's a huge, massive black dude, about 500 pounds. And he'd come out on stage with like uh, almost like kiss type of makeup on and a bone ring in his nose and a big moon painted on his belly. And he didn't talk. He just slapped his belly and he communicated with his manager, Kimchi, who was this Asian guy dressed in a safari outfit. Mm-hmm. And this huge black guy would only wear a grass skirt. Mm-hmm. And his shtick was he was Kamala, the African giant. And it was so over the top that I don't think anyone in that crowd outside of me mm-hmm. thought this guy's some savage animal from Africa. Right. And that's why I think our characters are Totally, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a person in the room who mm-hmm. thinks, my God, they're really racist. Oh, well, you've got a guy with a unicorn hat on and, and you got Josh Marowitz jumping up and down. Like and, a mania. And, and last night, doing I mean. the tumbleweed across the stage. Yeah. A shout out to Josh Meyerowitz, who, you know, for those of you who've ever been to the roast battle, it starts by uh, the great Autistic Thunder. Autistic Thunder. Uh, on uh, Twitter. I'll give out his uh, Twitter handle, at Autistic Thunder. Funny dude. What This is probably the sweetest guy in LA comedy. He starts jumping up and down saying, battle, battle. But last night, there was so much energy in the room. Yeah. He did a second introduction and he, i've never seen him like the look in his eyes was like well, oh. someone tried to take his thunder and he was mad about it he pushed people out of the way he needed to get up on stage i mean i've never seen that look and he looked like oj on june 12th 94 <laughs> i mean just this rage in his eyes so but it was cute he was like that's my role i'm the guy who says battle so yeah. Yeah. you know but it's so, fun doing it with you i frankly needed you community be- service yeah because I was running out of... It's hard to be every week racist, racist. and funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, without appearing to be racist. It does. It gets harder every week. Yeah, I mean, like... Did we I have, say that joke? Did we already make a joke like that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tuesday, we have another battle with the Stuart Thompson against mm-hmm. Dan Madonia, and we have to have three or four new lines. Right. You can't repeat. No. So it's just like you know we got to start making fun of Jews or something because I mean, we, we we oh we have, we'll get we'll go down the line. There's plenty. There's have, gonna be plenty. Oh yeah, there's well it's hard though when it's two white comics you know because then you just pray that the all uh, black section is there so they act like maniacs and mm-hmm. that helps us you know for those of you who don't know we have me and Whitney on one side of the room and the whites only table and then we have Jamar Neighbors Jack. Uh, you know all those great uh, young black comics, and they like are our. Would you say our yen to, to their the yang? Yin. Yeah, yelling out. And it's a great introduction. It's great interaction. Jeff Ross is great, and, and then the judges are all celebrity comics. Yeah, and it's uh, my favorite night of the week. Brian Moses does a great job emceeing, and Rel Battles like the uh, ringleader of the judges, mm-hmm. and it's a super fun night. And, yeah, uh, you know that's how me and Whitney first kind of bonded. Mm-hmm. Then directly after that, when you said, "Can I take you to your car?" and I was like, "Sure." And then, um, you know, we're just this is improv, guys. This is improv. You know. <laughs> Don't want to expose you. Sorry, I'll continue. Listen, I've already been exposed in the world of stand-up, <laughs> and if there was a Yelp review section for comics who know how to work with what they got, daddy would be at the top of the section. You know why? Because I got a big house on the big side of town. I got life pretty much the way I want it. You understand that? You know why? 
because oh. I'm big Earl. A lot of people don't like that. That was Ric Flair. It was 1988. Oh, oh, I was born in 1987. I didn't. 87, great 87, year. 87. When, when Rap out. released their final studio album, Detonator. Produced and written by uh, Desmond Child, of course. Uh, God, I wish I knew what you were talking about. Honestly. Creator of uh, <laughs> many Bon Jovi hits, Aerosmith hits, Joan Jett, Ricky Martin, uh, Kiss. He wrote the Kiss song, Heaven's on Fire. Do you want to talk about Britney Spears? I, you know, my this would be a very short podcast. I'd rather talk about Britney Fox. <laughs> Britney Fox I can talk about. Br- uh, Britney Fox. I think the only thing we have in common are all these racist things. And, uh, and This racist research we have to do. We both have great bodies. Well, I don't know how you know that. Yeah, but you, uh, well, I could tell. I mean, even though I've like never seen you naked, I could still tell. You got long legs. You got, God, uh, you know, really comfortable. <laughs> great hair. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, you got it going on. Do they want breathy noises into this mic? <laughs> I mean, I can appreciate a, a woman's beauty, even though she's not my type. Okay. I mean, like Thank you, you. you. I don't know how many compliments and insults you can give me in what an hour. Let's keep going. Plenty, but I would say you're not maybe physically attracted to me, but you. you no, would, I'm not. But you would acknowledge I have a great body. It's fine. It's beyond fine. It's great. It's decent. It, it's greater than average. It's 195 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. <laughs> I got a limousine outside, right out front. With 25 women just dying for me to go, woo, because I'm the world champion sucker. I'm sorry. I'm just morphing into Ric Flair. I'm excited to finally get you into the, you know, the inappropriate Earl podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is fun, right? I'm having a great time. I know we're going all over the board, but I, that's the whole thing is I wanted to just be an organic conversation. Yeah. You know, where we just jump around like two people at a coffee house and we're recorded like that cunt did to Sterling. Oh. That wasn't a setup. And she wasn't even that hot. She had like the Edward James almost skincare uh, line on, just, you know, or you you won't get that reference. Uh, (laughs) Give me a reference. I will not. Okay, fine. That girl Sterling was with had the seal complexion going on. I mean, okay, I got that one. Edward James, almost one of the greatest actors of this generation. You didn't see Miami Vice, Lieutenant Castillo for five seasons? <laughs> Please tell me you at least like Weezer. I like Weezer a lot. Well, well, there you go. I mean, we finally found a common band. What is your exposure to the group Kiss? Uh, before you. But I mean, like before me, wh- what would you say you knew about Kiss? Just that they were the band in I, makeup? I knew that. Yeah, I knew they were the band and the makeup i'd heard their music and you know plenty of people at in high school and college wear the t-shirts but i had no interest really in more knowing more about them because i don't you don't like that it's just not my it's not my it's not my type just like i'm not your type so it's like you know can you blame a person yeah but i mean like when we we're at dinner last night at the Rainbow, and you, me, and Fahim Anwar, great comic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm probably 30 years older than him. Mm-hmm. We, he asked me what my favorite rap group was, mm-hmm. and he was mortified when I said the Fat Boys. Mm-hmm. No, I think he said, uh, if you could go to one concert, living or dead, what rap group would you want to see? And I said the Fat Boys. Right. Because one of them's dead. What a shock that a guy 400 pounds died of a heart attack. 
But you didn't even know who the Fat Boys were. I don't, know, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what you, we've been talking about for the past 20 minutes. I don't know any of these names. I was oh. born in 87. Let's talk about Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, and Instinct, And I can I can get a train going real great. Oh, I bet you could. Mm-hmm. I see that your Done phone that. blowing up last night with texts from various right comics trying to put it in. <laughs> I won't name names. But, I mean, my God. I mean, comics are animals up there. You're in leather pants. You're the Clipper shirt, uh, which was provided by at Jordan Lee. Thank you Thank very you, much. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, because, you know, Clipper shirts... I don't know if they were sold out or every store pulled them, uh, but no store had Clipper shirts anymore. Uh, a lot of Galaxy shirts, but I don't think Donald Sterling owns them. It's be a classic. Collect them like Beanie Babies. By the way, for those of you, and I get a lot of the repeat listeners, uh, the gangbang story I told uh, about 12 episodes ago, uh, I dropped a girl off at the uh, Sterling Plaza Hotel. So Donald Sterling has had a big influence in my life, but it's another story. What's your favorite thing about doing comedy in L.A.? My favorite thing about doing comedy in L.A. I, you know, we're talking about. And I'm being it, serious. Yeah, yeah, no, I, and I'm being serious. The, I love the people. I love that um, everybody's a bunch of weirdos, including myself, and I can be myself. Where, with, I feel like, acting, going into an audition, or even just going out to dinner with, you know. What, what industry or whatever i feel like i have to put on a bra and makeup and i don't i just feel really uncomfortable but with comedians i just feel really at home i just, i like being myself i like being able to write and get on stage when i want and uh yeah it's a great world it's the lost boys i feel like i'm part of the lost boys lost boys uh, starring uh Kiefer sutherland and uh, jason patrick uh, sure guy i gave a uh I used to work at Sports Connection in Santa Monica. I gave him a, a free membership. So kidding, Earl. I was like, oh my God, you're the guy from the Lost Boys here. I just gave him a lifetime membership for free right in front of my manager. <laughs> you know. Wow. Just, well, we did that. It was part of the perks. Of the, you know, <laughs> I mean, the Sports Connection was a... Which was the gym where the John Travolta movie Perfect was filmed with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. But now... Is we, your we, middle name IMDB? I'm just like, you've got... No, my middle name is not working uh, in the in the world of comedy. Uh, I do uh, have... You are on IMDb, as am I. How many credits do you have on IMDb? I mean, if you want to count uh, background actor on Mad Men as a secretary, but, but John Hamm did touch my shoulder. So that's a whole credit in itself. Well, I don't know the show, but so I'm assuming he's the lead actor. Yeah. He, yes. Do you know who John Hamm is? I know who Mia Hamm is, but I don't know who John oh, no. Hamm is. Okay, let, let me, can I talk to you about some things that you might not know? I, it's, it's, <laughs> listen, this is your, uh, this is your episode. <laughs> Do you know anything about Even Stevens? That's so Raven? I know a thing. I, I know a lot Spice. about Steve Stevens, the guitar player from Billy Idol. Uh-huh. Great guitar player. Uh-huh. God, the age gap between us. AIDS has nothing to do with it. Well. Oh, did you say age gap or AIDS gap? It's both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully I get the Magic Johnson form Ooh. versus, say, like, you know, the Rock Hudson form. Yeah, yeah. You can hope and wish. You'll get what you want. Because you're so kind, you'll get what you'll get the type of AIDS you want. I mean, I try and be nice. So far, it hasn't paid off very well for no? me. Sometimes I wish I was more of a dick. Well, maybe we can work on that. I can't. It's just not at me. I've tried a few times. It's just not okay. happening. I'm just too nice. 
even with people who fuck me over, I'm just nice. Mm-hmm. You know, because I believe in like mental warfare. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, uh, if you're nice to everyone, they can't talk shit about you. True. No Wh- one can, no one talks shit about you. Which I think in some ways is a great way to fuck with someone. You know, like if you and I ever got into a fight and I went around the comedy store saying, uh, well, Whitney's a cunt. Right. Then you they could believe have... believe you. But you would have ammo then to say, well, he's blah, blah, blah. Like you, but Oh, you mean if you were, if you were an if asshole. If I was a dick, but, you know, let's just say we got into an argument, I don't know about whatever, maybe the sketch, uh, you know, something happened and, and we stopped talking... You know, silence to me is a better mind game. Okay. You know, like, because then it just, you know. Well, you do think about these things. What's all mind games? Ah, Not not too nice. You know what you're doing. Well, I'm into Tony Robbins, Power of the Mind, Marshall Silver. I went to a Tony Robbins seminar once. But this isn't about me. This is about you. You sure? (laughs) (laughs) My middle name's Twat. So Whitney, listen. I know you got a lot of questions about me. What, uh, what do you do. want to know about me? <laughs> <laughs> what are your measurements, Whitney? Thirty-six, twenty-four, thirty-six, nine and a half. Hey, oh, insinuated you had a dick. The, t- the tits I'm working on. Yeah, but I, let me. T- I've said now. Mm-hmm. Y- you would look ridiculous with fake boobs. I don't think I wouldn't. But even though I haven't seen them, I could. I'm a guy. I, I've been, I've seen some naked bodies in my time. Uh-huh. You know why? Cause I'm the champ. Sorry. Are you also clever. a plastic surgeon? I uh, referred a lot of people to Dr. Garth Fisher, Cannon Drive, Suite One Ten. You have no fat on you, so That's so sweet, but I do. Well, but, I mean, and it doesn't matter. I think, you know. If you get the right, if you get the right plastic surgeon, well, they'll look good. They'll look fine. But they would look like golf balls on you. I mean, they would look so hard because. What do you know about? I know a lot. The different sizes. See, listen, I had I had the world's uh, very rare operation: penis reduction surgery. Oh, why would you do that? Because it was just too big. Too many cervixes. Listen, if you lined up all the girls I've been with. They would say that I was inside of them. It was the ride of their life. <laughs> Sorry, I just get really into Ric Flair. I'm a huge great fan. at it. Well, not really. You know, I just love wrestling, and mm-hmm. like, when I argue, I argue like Ric Flair. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a real mind fuck to people when they try and argue with me. Yeah, and I just act like I'm coked up out of my mind. Oh. Like, let's do a fake argument right now. Okay. Right, let's say. Uh, Earl, it's always about you. No, it's not. Because I'm the man. (laughs) You just proved my point. (laughs) All right. I'm sick of talking about myself. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about me? That's a hack joke. Hack joke. No, you've been great uh, to me, actually. A very good friend. Well, I really respect uh, anyone who comes out here. Especially from the East Coast. I mean, and I'm being actually very serious. I, I I love anyone with a drive and a determination to make it in the toughest business on earth, stand-up comedy. I mean, you know, I always tell people that 
you can be in a shitty band and look behind you and blame the drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you or I or anyone has a bad set, we look behind us, there's a curtain. <laughs> yeah. Like if, But when we do yeah. great, it's all on us. Right. Well, we're fucked up. Well, we are. Are I you mean, allowed to swear on this thing? I guess it is inappropriate. Well, yeah, inappropriate. inappropriate at all. You know, you are allowed to swear on that thing. And, uh, you know, I enjoy having you on this show. I've always wanted to get to know the real Whitney without a line of eight comics trying to put it in. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, hi, Whitney. <laughs> we spent a lot of time together, though. You we still don't to. know anything about me? Do you? I really don't. Really? I mean, I don't know you. I mean, I really don't. I mean, you know, it's hard to get to know someone at the comedy store or any comedy club. Like, I, I think we met once at the improv. <laughs> just hit, myself just the- hit your own dick. <laughs> I just hit my own balls. <laughs> I just literally just, I poked my balls. So we're back. We're back live. Back for more, as Rat would say. Uh-huh. Uh but, you know, it's hard to get to know someone at the improv or any comedy set. Like last night, we, you know, we, we've, we've got, uh, you know, Fahim, Virginia, Jeff Ross, Dave Attell, uh, you know, Ron Jeremy. Kind of, I mean, I just love L.A. Like last night, we're at the Rainbow, 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. and Ron Jeremy just walks in. And it's like with to- his dick bulge. He had a huge down. bulge. And I'm like, look at your bulge. He's like, there's no bulge. I was like, Ron. <laughs> yeah. How big is it? And he's like, how much do you want me to take out? Like his dick comes in sections. And I think he thought I was giving him shit until I mentioned the great cameo he did in my favorite movie of all time, 52 Pickup. I, I, well, you know, it was a, a very good movie. Uh, it's along the lines of Fatal Attraction, you know, Blackmail, the great Anne Margaret, Roy Scheider, the best bad guy in eighties movies, John Glover. That's uh, on my bucket list to meet. You John could teach Glover. a seminar at Cal State Northridge on eighties. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on teaching a class at uh, Santa Monica Junior College next uh, semester about the band Kiss. Okay, it's going to be okay. called Kistery. Hello. Use the jokes, folks. So, uh, you know, so you're from, but I'm getting back to, I mean, this is, you know. I mean, if you want to. I'd, I'd like to. I really don't. I'd rather talk about me. You know, I actually, no you can just leave the room. <laughs> Winnie's going to leave. Um, all right, Winnie's gone. So, Earl, what's it like being so funny and completely unknown? It's tough. You know, it's, I just keep trying, you, you know, and, uh. Earl, you're so likable and everyone likes you. What are your secrets? You know, I'm just a good guy. Oh, Whitney's back. She's I'm back. We brought her back. Back for more, as Rat would say. You gave him an inch. He took you a while. Sorry, that's my uh, Stephen Piercy. Uh, you know, we hung out a lot because of the roast battle. And uh, I don't think you've ever asked me any of these questions. And we were like, we hang out all the time. You don't know anything about me. Well, I know you're from Virginia. Yeah, that's about all the bases we've covered. I know um, you have a lot of videos on YouTube. That A lot, 118. Right but that's now. great. I mean, I've got well, like six. 
You have six YouTube videos? Yeah, but they're more stand-up. Uh, and like my, I mean, like I really think that how you're going about it is the right way. You're putting up content. The industry can look, you know, it, the industry, for whatever reason, looks up my name on YouTube. They'll see six stand-up videos. But if they look up your name, it's, oh, my God, this girl could do this. She could do that. She, I mean, it's, you're going about it, in my opinion, in a very smart way. Thanks. You know, create. Some of it's shit. But you think you got to put up your shit just so, you know, you work it out. But, yeah, YouTube's been good. It's been, uh, it's a good platform to experiment with with stuff. And you just bought a new camera, so you I just bought a new camera. I'm so excited about it. Her name is Carol Burnett. I'm (laughs) getting the lighting set. You can also, uh, yeah, just be a well-oiled youtube machine listen you make it on youtube you're stuck there <laughs> <laughs> not to we're the workaholics guys that's true yeah yeah you know they got on comedy you can get your way out somehow yeah but i mean you're, you and, and you know you you have this classical beauty that you know i could definitely see a casting director going this she could be in mad men even though i don't watch the show i know the look they mm-hmm. you could be in boardwalk empire you know it, you know you did that stars promo thing where mm-hmm. you like played some uh queen queen and it you looked great and uh you know all i have on youtube of me i my acting reel is uh, my throw up scene in bench warmers and my doritos commercial a doritos commercial is not fucking around i didn't i took it Did to the eat next any level any of the chips i literally have not had a dorito since that day oh i bet it's totally like you know in the 70s they used to have this thing called chick and it was mm-hmm. a it was like a Jenny Craig place, but for people to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. And their whole thing was to get you to smoke so many cigarettes. They would have you in like a recording studio box where you literally would just smoke cigarette after cigarette after cigarette. And the, you, you smoke a hundred cigarettes and you're in this room that no air filtration. And most people would quit after one day because they were so disgusted. Hmm. And that's how I feel about Doritos. How many Doritos did you eat? We had to eat like four bags. Oh, each? Um, t- no, all three of us. It was three guys. I, pl- I played office worker, and so maybe we could do that with you and energy drinks and protein bars. I need energy drink, and you know. Well, we could stuff you with a. You might die though. Protein bars fuel my body. But if we gave you enough of them in a day. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it would work. I mean, you know, although I did come upon a new energy drink. What is it? And this is, it's a joke I do do on stage, but it, it's a true uh, story that uh, one night I went to the gas station by my house, Sunset Oil on uh, San Vicente and Sunset. They hooked me up. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, uh, w- welcome to our uh, only sponsor, uh, Stephen Piercy's uh, Mike Knuckles. That's the uh, Mike Knuckles. He uh, has a brass knuckle uh, microphone holder. And, uh, mm-hmm. They take care of me. Stephen Piercy's Mike Knuckles. He's just trying to make a buck. He's not in rat anymore. He's got to make. He's got to make some scratch. Something. Yeah. I'll, I bought his book. It's right on the coffee table. Oh, okay. So uh, there was this. Inter- I go up to the gas station and uh, I'm like, "Do you have any Red Bull?" They're like, "No, we're out." Amp, we're out. Uh, Rockstar, we're out. It's like we got one Jeez. energy drink, and it was uh, made by Extends which is the penis pill company. Yeah. But I wasn't like putting it together, so I just drank it, and it was fine. But then I noticed at the bottom of the can, it said, do not drink it pregnant. Uh-oh. Like, who's drinking a dick-growing 
supplement if you're pregnant. Is it specifically for dick growth? Yeah, though? it makes your dick bigger, but it's like. Did if it you, make yours bigger? Well, mine's already big enough. Well, what happened? Well, it gets I blood just, flow down there, so it does make it bigger. Did that happen? Yeah, I mean, you know, worked out all right. But my problem was I didn't really think I was going to the gym that day. I ended up going oh. to the gym, and I'm walking around my gym with a huge bone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How fun. Who is taking a extend? Just horny guys on the strip trying to no, blow. No, but a, don't, don't drink when pregnant. But I mean, that's the thing. If you have a dick and you're pregnant... Low energy is the least of your concerns. I just got past the uh, flappers in Claremont. Congratulations. Flapjacks. You're making it, Earl. So now you're you're entrenched in the comedy scene. You're acting. What do you like better, acting or comedy? Comedy. And that was instant. (sighs) Well, like I said, I just feel more comfortable in comedy. Acting, I feel like the uh, you have to shave your legs and you have to, I don't know, not necessarily all the time, but I feel like you have to be a bit more um, composed. And it, I'm just not like I, I, I make videos on my bed. It, that's what I like to do. I th- it might be more of a mental issue than <laughs> whether or not I prefer comedy over acting. Now, what is your YouTube page? So, people, I want, please go and uh, go and Whitney's page. You'll be uh, busy for days. There's so many. Busy days. for days. It's Whitney Lee Rice. L-E-E is the middle. Right. Middle name. And they can find, is there one video in particular you would want them to start with? Or like the uh, newest one? You know, um, I, the one that has the most views is the Lana Del Rey parody, which has pissed off a bunch of people because I guess Lana... I know you don't know who know who Lana Del Rey is. Unless she's, uh, I'm apologize. Unless she's Dean's sister. You don't know. I don't know who she is. Okay, well, 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 I'll school you on her. Uh, yeah, she's just you know, it's a it's a parody interview, um, with Lana, uh, and then I got some stuff on my bed with my cats called Pajama Talks, where I do a bunch of celebrity updates, um, when I just wake up, um. Yeah, and then I do some interviews, like uh, I interviewed some old people in the park just down the way about Miley Cyrus and twerking, um, and that was a great time. So, yeah, it's what I do with my life. What are your com- who are, do you have like uh, comedy idols? Yeah, oh yeah, I love Bill Cosby. Really? Oh, what do you mean, really? But I mean, do you not like Bill Cosby? Oh, he's the greatest. Uh, but I mean, you he seems like he would be a little. What? I mean, he's the like. I mean, he's got to be seventy. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of up there in age, and you're so like. He's a classic. Okay, that's cool. I mean, it's neat. I don't consider Rat a classic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, they started the L.A. metal scene, so I don't want to hear that bullshit. You will not, not in front of Stephen Piercy's autographed biography on my coffee table talk poorly about rat i won't i don't know anything about them i just you know i feel like comparing bill cosby to i didn't compare bill cosby i know but you're like surprised that i know who bill cosby is because you're young you're 26 i don't want to insult your music or anything listen my music is great it's great it's good earl like it's great anyway bill cosby Louis C.K., Maria Bamford, Carol Burnett. 
See, that's I love it when I see a younger person such as yourself pay homage to like I love the Carol Burnett show. I mean, that yeah. was one of my favorite she's, shows. I watch her stuff. She's what influenced me to come out here, for sure. I mean, that's what I love. Her old show, her interaction with Harvey Corman, Tim Conway. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just it's kind of like the roast battle. How everyone just everyone gets everyone. So there's like this great energy. Yeah. And although it's a completely yeah i know but it's like it's neat to see high performers of that level mm-hmm. be in such sync i mean you don't see a show like carol Burnett on anymore well no i mean i love the amy schumer inside amy schumer oh she's great uh hey amy uh Amy, if you're listening to this, hook some brother and sisters up. Yeah. Do you need audience warm-up or something? We're here. That's how bad our careers are going. We're begging for gigs. We specialize in offending people. Yeah, I mean, you know, we know what time it is. Mm -hmm. So you like Amy Schumer? You like Mm -hmm. Sarah Silverman? Sarah Silverman, love her. My dad asked me, have you heard of Sarah Silverman the other day? (laughs) No, Dad, please explain to me. Now, what do your parents think about, I mean, they must miss you and like, I mean, they must ask you some funny questions about like, you know, the entertainment business because they're not really familiar with it. Well, I'll, you know, I'll I'll talk about, hey, dad, I'm doing this show with Jeff Ross or hey, dad, I'm, hey, mom, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hosting Comedy Juice with, with Adam Ray and Crystal Lilia tonight. And they're like, that's great. How much are they paying you? Um, which, you know, but you can't blame parents from Virginia who don't understand how stuff works. But, yeah. and, and they think like, why well, haven't you, you know, the first year was hard because they thought, oh, in six months, you're going to, you know, it's when, it's how quickly this should, this process should be. You should be doing just fine in six months. It doesn't take, for some people, it takes six months, but I'm not sucking dick right now. So it may be in the I future. Know. Yeah. Well, I tried, Earl. I mean, I let you. I would let you, you know, see my pork sausage. I've seen it. Well, everyone's seen it at the comedy store. Are you picking I mean, a scab on your yeah. wrist? My AIDS. Okay. Well, you know, watch Philadelphia backwards. They all gain weight. Hey! <laughs> Did you say that? Schindler's List. I know. Great movie. I mean, that, that's a, that would have been a good workout video. I mean, look how at the end of Schindler's List, all of them had ripped abs. Mm-hmm. Real nice inter, intercostals. Hey, did I ever tell you about the time I went to the gay sports? No, you want to do a bit on me? No, no, I don't want to do a bit. Earl, is- if you don't know this, if you don't know Earl, Earl likes to pretend like he's talking to you, uh, but really he's just doing bits. Um, well, I'm like Paul, and, and you'll say, "Hey, Earl, are you doing a bit on me?" He's like, "No, no, no, that's really true." And then uh, three hours later, he'll get, he'll get on stage and tell the same joke that he just told you. And he's not doing bits on you. He's not. He's just, you know, you know. But can I tell you? <laughs> I'm influenced by Paul Stanley, the singer of Kiss. Okay. Because that's how he intros songs. Like he'll start talking in a regular sentence, telling a story. Uh-huh. And then it, the story leads up to the title of the song. Like he wants you to think it was just all improv. Okay, so you want to, you want me to think that it's all. No, what? but I'm just saying that's sometimes why I do that. You know, it's just okay. like like when he introduces the song "Lick It Up," he he'll start by asking the audience a question: How many people out there like to get licked, girls, 
boys, you lick me, I'll lick you. Lick it up. Mm-hmm. Like he wants you to think that this that was just a coincidence. Oh, and then go into the... Right. Like when they played Detroit Rock City. He's like, you know, if they're in Detroit, we're from Detroit. They're I'm from like, Detroit. Paul, uh, I was in L.A. at your show. You said you were from here. <laughs> and Detroit's a city. And we rock when we're in Detroit. This next song, Detroit Rock City. <laughs> and this is like after every song. And so finally, by like the 28th song, when it's rock and roll all night, he's just like, all right, how many people like to fucking rock? And it's night, so it's, ro- it's day tomorrow. Let's rock and roll all night and party every day. Now go buy some fucking t-shirts at the merch booth. Sorry, that was me getting real for a second. <laughs> I recognize I keeping it real. <laughs> hey, do you want to do the uh, unaired uh, poem we did? Sure. Which which version though? Well, let's do both. Here's what we're gonna let's do. See what people will think. Here's what we want you to do. Uh, we're gonna do a. Uh, you know, this is kind of like a deleted scene from a movie. You know, me and Whitney had this poem uh, all ready for the roast battle last night. Mm-hmm. We decided it just didn't fit. The, the, the energy moment. of the show. So on Twitter, at either my Twitter page, at Earl Skakel, E-A-R-L-S-K-A-K-E-L, or at Whitney's Twitter, which is just at Whitney Lee Rice. Mm-hmm. Tell us which ones you like better. All right, let's go with the first version. Okay. Which is... Rosa Parks. All right, so okay. ready? On three. One. One. Two. We're gonna say it at the same time. We're gonna time? say it at the same time. Why don't you? Why don't we do the the? Okay, I'll say it for you. Do it. Okay. Okay. This is the poem we wrote for the roast battle last night. This is version one. There a lot are three of, versions. A lot of industry was in the room, but we just it didn't fit. You know, the show was just too crazy, and, and it was just too long. All right, but here's the first version. Poem. Okay, go ahead. Rosa Parks was red. Violets are blue. Sammy Davis was nothing but a stinking Jew. Great. I hear the applause. Okay, here's the second version. What was the second version? Uh, we were going to say the... We're just Rose... Right. Okay, you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do so that part. One. No, no, we'll do LA. Rosa Parks was red. Louis Armstrong played the blues. And Sammy Davis was a no-good black Jew. Okay, now... Right, here's the third one, okay, which is real. Just, just do... And then uh, I'll end up. Okay, ready? Roses are red. Violets are blue. And Abraham Lincoln fucked up. <laughs> I don't know why that's my So go on Twitter, both of our Twitter pages. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's a sample of what me and Whitney do at the roast battle. <laughs> and we don't believe anything that we say. Oh, no. But, I mean, although the... Fr- you know, basically what happened was, you know, originally in the roast battle, it was just, you know, it's just comics in there and, and it was just a thing to do on Tuesday nights and and uh, I just started sitting in and I thought, wow, this would be really funny. There's a lot of black comics in the room if I just started playing this out of control racist heckler. And it's really not based on anyone. It's just, you know, <laughs> uh, based in particular on one uncle I had growing up. He was just out of control. And my father. And, and your father. In the mm-hmm. 70s. This was mm-hmm. Bel Air in the 70s. And my mm-hmm. uncle was just, you know, he was like of Donald Sterling's age. And it's just, a, you know, just a horrible era for race relations. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I started just doing the racist heckling thing. And, and then it just exploded into this 
you know, the, and what I love about our characters is, if you notice, the black comics always laugh first. Yeah, because they know we're kidding. Because they, yeah, so it's just it's fun for us to do. And then, so vote on Twitter for which poem you liked better, and we might say it at a future roast battle. Yeah, L- w- w- yeah. Yeah, or we might Definitely. not. Vote for the last one for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but vote for the first one because that's the one I came up with first. <laughs> but, you know... We'll one, see. I, it's not a competition. We're one, right, Earl? Listen, whatever we are one. So, like, I want you to do well, you know, because if you do well, I do well. And vice versa. If one of us bombs during the roast battle, it's on both of us. It's both of us. So, you know, we have to root for each other. Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, you know, when the show gets picked up and uh, they're like, hey, you know, we love everything, but the but racist the stuff. Uh, have to go. Uh, especially. And so we'll start our own show. Yeah. Where it's just us. In a room by ourselves. Kind of like right now. Yeah. Where we're <laughs> this just. This is it right now. Where, where just we're, <laughs> we're just reading names off the racial slur database. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I found that. I know. No, I've seen that before. It's like, I just think it's funny, like white people have like. 12 names mexicans have like you know around the same 20 names mm-hmm. and then the, the black section is like 800 pages yeah so i mean you know as my good friend tony hinchcliffe said this is tony's joke uh who did great at the battle last night Congra- yeah. and jesus trejo awesome jesus. Uh, tony said earl there's only one race the boston marathon oh. <laughs> so tony so, Whitney, what's next? Uh, you know, I know that we got the roast battle again every Tuesday, but you got any good gigs you want to plug? This podcast will air today. Uh, I've got some stuff coming up on YouTube uh, that I'd like people to check out. I've got um, a new series called Advice by Whitney Rice. A um, little bit really important uh, tips to live your daily life. They'll be no more than a minute long, so, you know, I made it short and sweet, so you don't have to look at my face for too long. Uh, that'll be out, I think we're doing that on Tuesday, so that'll be on my YouTube page and Twitter. Uh, and, yeah, I'll be around town doing some mics and some like shows. Comedy store or, you know. The Comedy Store Tuesday we're doing, I have a set at uh, Echoes Under sunset on wednesday oh cool 8 p.m um and and what kind of comedy style do you have do you i mean like i saw some of your clips on youtube and i got like a. I love the delivery if you're kind of dry now tell me again why you like my delivery earl to be honest with you you reminded me of a female me <laughs> ladies and gentlemen earl's <laughs> uh no yeah. i mean your delivery is like kind of like, like sarcastic I, I understand it's like you Listen, <laughs> if someone says their delivery, your delivery reminds me of mine, that's a good thing. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's dry, it's sarcastic. A lot yeah. of the times it's storytelling. And it's true stories. Right? True, of course. I yeah. mean. About my dad breaking my wrist, uh, becoming a professional escort. Well, that's um, not true, but. I mean, unless you start answering some of these A-listers uh, wow. texts to go. Now, well, now I want to bring up something, and you know. Okay. I'm a father figure to you, and some of your friends on the comedy scene. 
I, I like to give advice, not comedy advice. I will never say, hey, do this joke here because I don't feel I'm good enough of a comic to give you that advice. Uh-huh. That you should go to Dave Attell, Jeff Ross, uh-huh. so on and so forth. Uh, but, you know, I like to give uh, social advice. Okay. And, uh, because, you know, before I started doing comedy, you know, I used to run with a real wacky crew of guys. And I, there's no scheme or scam I didn't see. Uh-huh. So when you show me these texts of a very A-list, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say his name. Cause I'm, Good, because he might listen to this. He, he might. I, maybe. You don't know. I mean, I got my finger in the air. There's I would, more than one, Earl. I know, but this, this particular A-list uh, actor, and one of my favorite actors, to be honest with you. Okay. He's very talented. Oh, he's great. I mean, when he was on one of my favorite TV shows. Let's not. Let's not. But no one knows. I have like 40 different TV shows I watch. That, and, no, and no one else watches? Well, no. This one is still on the air. It's a series. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say who the creator of the series is because that would give it away, even though he has like 70 TV shows on the air. And no, it's not Jerry Bruckheimer. I mean, you know. This particular A-list actor texts you one night. Morning. Uh, one morning, hey, why don't you come over today and we'll read scripts. He didn't text me that. He's asked me that in person. Now that is like rule number one of a First guy of all, trying to... First you're telling the story wrong so that people hear it the way you want it to be heard. That's not what uh, You tell the story and I'll chime in. First of all, he invited me to an event sitting VIP in the audience. He said, is Whitney here? I said, yes, I'm here. He said, you're so funny. I love your videos, especially the ones with the cats in them. Okay? One, thank you. I feel like I can be proud of that moment. Then he said, you're so funny. I would like to, uh, I'm sure you have scripts that you'd like me to read. (laughs) Don't you fucking laugh? And I was like, absolutely. I tell this to Earl, and then Earl's like, that's not, that's, that's not that he's just oh yeah Whitney oh yeah of course he wants to read scripts he just wants to fuck you listen I said to you my exact words were by the time you hit page two this dick will be out (laughs) (laughs) but he did he texted me asking if I wanted to go hiking (laughs) but let me did I you have to admit I was right when his his dick's never been in any of my holes I know, but I was right by saying what when his lady friend gets back into town, these texts would stop. Well, I don't know if she's in town. I can bet she is. Earl, the relationship expert, Skakel. Listen, I like to give advice to young girls like you because this is a very predatory business. Totally, and you're and I understand that. And you're a very pretty girl, and you're very talented, and guys seize upon that. Especially a guy in this guy's position who, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I might fuck the guy if he said come over and read scripts. Right. Right. Because I got a few scripts I'd like for him to look at. Well, then what's your advice to me? Um, Just, you know, make sure I'm with you so <laughs> when I'm there I can hand him my reel. <laughs> which is the shortest reel in all of Hollywood. <laughs> it's one throw-up scene. Let us know what you would do if an A-list le- celebrity... Uh, asked you has one seen your videos on YouTube can can specifically po- point out moments in videos that 
he or she liked and said that they'd like to work with you on something. Let me know. Let me know what you would do too. Maybe I'm an idiot and I am, but I also think, you know, if if, if you, you got to work in this business somehow. I just fucking them. <laughs> well, what the hell? You know, can someone get me in on Brian Singer's next uh, twink party? Uh, I think I'm above uh, above the age limit there. I might be able to, uh, you know, maybe be a bar back, but I'm too old. <laughs> I mean, you know, Brian Singer, he knew what time it is. I, personally, I saw nothing wrong with what he was doing. He had, he, you know, like you said earlier, that I like girls with big tits. Right. Brian, the singer, liked younger guys. Uh, you know, so he had parties with hundreds of younger guys there. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything wrong with that. Okay, he promised him roles in movies. Well, you know, well, if I, you know, if I had hundreds of girls with you know big tits at my house, I'd promise them stuff too. There you go. I it's mean, I promise you, this was the number one podcast on iTunes. <laughs> Is it not? There's more people in the rainbow bathroom right now than are listening to this podcast. <laughs> so, you know, Whitney, this is, we're already over an hour. I mean, Are we? Let me check the exact time because I like to let people know, you know, how long, you know, the longest recorded uh, inappropriate, Earl, we are at an hour and five minutes. Time flies when you're talking with a young starlet talking about 80s music and the business 80s i'm gonna take you to a rat well i can't take you to a rat concert stephen pierce just left the band for like the fifth time so you know hopefully he'll be a guest on a future episode of inappropriate earl would you like to go to a um radiohead concert coldplay i mean i like that one song they sing creep okay hey here you go i mean would i go to one of their concerts i mean you know for laughs for laughs. I mean... See, that's the thing. I will respect your culture. You have to respect mine. I would go to soak it in. I'm an open-minded guy. Not with Rick Ross when I started playing Rick Ross. But I don't know who that is. up real fast. Well, yeah, but song I was playing yesterday in the car. But he kept saying the N-word with the hard E-R ending. And you of all people should just start getting excited Listen, about Listen, I'll let everyone know who is listening... I do not say the N word in public. Hello! <laughs> in my house, it sounds like a ludicrous concert. Hello! Especially when I'm playing Madden and I'm Roethlisberger's throwing to Wallace deep. No, I'm just kidding. Catch that ball, you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, racism's horrible. I mean, I, you know, it's just a horrible thing. So it's it's good. I think it helps that there's people like you and I who make fun of it. Yeah. I mean, really, our characters on the roast battle are making fun of white people. Uh, if you really listen yeah, to what we're it, doing. Yeah. So, you know, I love it. And, you know, it's just. I love it, too. Well, we have a good chemistry. I mean, it's like we're like two songwriters. I mean, you know, when we meet a coffee bean or whatever to write, mm-hmm. you know, it's just we complete each other's uh, thoughts almost. Sentences. But I will have every line you do is your line. So, you know. Uh, thank and, you and that's you know i know that's uh, annoying and i get annoyed too no one asks you if that's when i first started i used to uh, do a lot of shows with ian Bag, and ian Bag's like one of my favorite if not my favorite uh local comic and, and he's a big star all over the world but 
you know, I call him a local comic, just he's a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I was doing shows with him, when I was probably two or three years in, any funny joke I had, people would be like, did Ian give that to you? I was like, so people did do oh, that Oh, absolutely. You. Okay. You know. So you don't think it's just a female comedian? That's another thing, d defining comedian by gender. Like I get, I get that we are, you know, still, I guess, at that point in time where we're saying who's your favorite female comedian as opposed to who's your favorite comedian. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like we can move on from that. But I guess I just, I, I assume that people don't think I'm writing my own stuff because I've just started or because I'm, especially at this roast, I've been asked several times if I write my own stuff. Oh, no, you're very more than capable to write your own stuff. So I, I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, we give each other ideas, but we don't write, you know, uh, everything's, you know, yours and, you know, I guess all my lines are mine, I guess, you know, but even like for the road, you know, it's, that's why I brought you on, frankly, because mm -hmm. I was running out of things to say without kind of just appearing to actually mean what I was saying. So <laughs> I was like, uh, I need some help. And then I, I met, you know, we, we really weren't that friendly with each other to, you know, we'd be cordial. And then we got to know each other a little more, like mm -hmm. just talking longer and whatnot. I mean, it's hard to talk to people at the comedy store, the improv. You just, so many people want to talk to both of us and like, you, you know, interrupt us. But we had a, like a, a three night run Stint. where yeah. we actually just talked about comedy and all, where, you know, got to know each other a little better. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, she would be great to bring in as my like racist girlfriend. That would be, that would be great. Yeah. And it really helped. I mean, it saved me because I was probably going to stop doing it. Why would you stop doing that? I, I just write, you know, it, it's hard to be like, say racist things, be funny, not appear to be racist, but do it three to four times True. a week. True. And, you know, just you added such an element of, uh, you know, you know, like Jeff Ross said, like you soften the blow. Like uh -huh. it's like okay, she's involved now too. He's he's really it's just just an insane, yeah. You know, character and and like I said, it's I I look at it as one character really right. where we've morphed into like totally. So it's, yeah. please come to the no. roast battle Tuesday well, night's you. midnight comedy store. It's it's the best show going. I mean, I've been at the comedy store for probably six seven years now, and there's no show on earth like it. I mean, so the, much fun. The only other show that comes close is uh, Don Barris's Ding Dong Show, which is on Monday nights. And they both take place in the belly room. Mm -hmm. Belly room seems to be where the best shows are going right now. Just fun, intimate. You know, it's it's like you touch for, someone without yeah knowing you, who it was. You can't really leave. Who am I touching? Don't, yeah. Oh, you can't leave. Which is, I think, part of the uh, allure of having the show like roast battle or, or the ding dong shows. You, you you know, like if it was in the main room of the OR, you, you could kind of duck in, duck out. You know, in the belly room at the store, once you're in there, you ain't leaving unless you don't want to watch the show anymore. And right. So it's really fun. Come check me and Whitney out. And Whitney's, uh, go watch her videos on YouTube. I mean, they're really funny. And uh, it's got some stand-up clips too as well. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah but it's, I think uh, the one I saw with the, uh, the escort uh, chunk, and they're very well edited. So Thank you. You know, which is one, that, you know, my videos are horribly edited. It's like my my Chinese friend Slick did them, and I no longer talk to Slick. Why don't you talk to Slick anymore? Did you There's just something? some weird things. Uh, 
you know, Slick one night, uh, you know, he brought this like 12 year old Filipino girl over to my house and, you know, he's like, it's my cousin. I'm like, okay, it sounds plausible. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple of weeks go by and the cousin uh, IMs me on uh, AOL and like, hey, Earl, it's uh, whatever her name was. I don't really remember. And she's like, uh, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not really Slick's cousin. <gasps> and uh, okay, that's cool. Maybe you guys are just friends. So I, I don't really answer Where or reply to that. And then the next I am was, I'm really horny right now. Oh <laughs> I'm like, God. all right, this is, uh, I got to like. And then she came over. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> she came over and I gave her, let's just say I gave her. I can't do that. Noise. You gave her what? <laughs> let's just say I gave her a crash course in the industry. <laughs> this A-list celebrity. So, the uh, mind of an A-list celebrity, Earl. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm uh, I don't even think they have a letter in the alphabet for what letter celebrity I am. <laughs> I'm like a. I'm like at the maximum a P level uh, celebrity. Although uh, people do come up to me and say, "Are you the guy in Benchwarmers?" That was our favorite scene in the movie. So, well, there you go. You know, but it uh, also had a, a bad review. The film wasn't really critically uh, reviewed well, and my character's name in the movie was Porta Potty Guy. Okay. And one review said, "How good could a movie be with a character like Porta Potty Guy in it?" <gasps> it's like it kind of hurt my feelings. Did it? God, you were sensitive. You couldn't be roasted. Oh, there's no way I could, uh, you know, do. I, I'm very too sensitive. I get into a fight by the second joke. What do you mean my hairline's receding? Fuck you! I'm gonna put this out there. I want to roast you. I, I want to roast you. We would never talk again. We we'd get over it. We wouldn't because if you know things, the roast battle you have to take it to a personal level. Very very like. You know, in everyone, that's the thing, at the, especially at the comedy store. Everyone knows everyone's skeletons. So you know the weak points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would just be all in, you know. And I, I, I don't have a lot of skeletons. In some sense, I'm, I'm a hard person to roast because I'm so well liked. Mm-hmm. But I, I got skeletons, I guess, you know, not many, but, you know, certainly enough to go three rounds with. You're not so innocent, Earl. I got some stuff. I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm, I don't even want to know what it is, but okay. you know, you know, I'm just putting it out there. Well, you know, listen, if you want to accept at some point, you don't want to roast me. Okay, I don't think you want to do to do it. <laughs> don't play with fire, because sometimes rice can get burned or fried. You don't want to mess with me, because if you want to roast Big Daddy. I'll check my brains at the door, and we'll start even. It's a Milton Burrow line he used on RuPaul. <laughs> so, well, you know, listen, Whitney, uh-huh. I think we found a lot out about me. And, uh-huh, uh, definitely. Stuff I already knew. But do, you, <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug other than your ass? Uh, uh, yeah, just the... YouTube stuff. Well, give the get, spell the name for everyone on it's, YouTube. It's check just, out the channel. It's Whitney Lee Rice. Um, you can write offensive things on there. I don't care. You don't edit your comments. No, I let it all go up there. You can see people. People um, have called me a fat fucking bitch. I've been <laughs> called. I've <laughs> been told to fuck off several times. You know, the more the merrier. Um. 
let it you know let it out consider it a therapy session put it on there and twitter is at whitney lee rice i well i do find you know i used to uh edit my youtube comments but then i thought it's funnier if you lead up the bad comments you want the trolls up there like one on one of my stand-up clips this guy writes this is the worst fucking comic i've ever seen in my life and that's pretty hard to take you know like we, you know how hard we work on our jokes and totally. or, you know but think about who's who that person is he's probably living in his mom's basement and isn't wearing any pants but that's who i want as a fan that's the, the guy who buys the cds totally by the well, way speaking of cds buy earl alive on <laughs> itunes earl i have so many questions about you well ask another one i mean <laughs> Let's see. I, I was wrapping it up, but okay, what, right. no, no, you, you know, interview let's me let, now. You know what? If we're wrapping it up, no, no, let's what? just wrap it up. I got something you can wrap up. You don't use those. Yeah. Well, you can't catch AIDS <laughs> twice, as my friend Yoshi would say. <laughs> Do you have any final questions for me before we end it? Um, just too many to count. <laughs> well, name what? Just get, get it going here. I mean, this is fun. Uh. Do you, will you ever venture into the, the current time period? No, I mean, like I said, the last CD I bought was uh, my uh, ex-girlfriend's uh, manager's uh, Motorhead, great uh, legendary rock and roll metal band, and uh, Zebrahead. And that was the last uh, CD I bought was a Zebrahead uh, CD. Okay. So Zebrahead seemed like a band you would like. They, they had that really amazingly catchy song playmate of the year would i really like this music or well, go watch zebra go watch youtube the Zebrahead video okay. for playmate of the year it's kind of like like weezer and lit but they had this little guy named Allie who would rap too so there was some elements of rap uh, like a pop rap group if that makes any sense at all okay no it does and the, the, their video for Playmate of the Year, filmed with Playmates, I mean, it was just, the, you know, it should have been a huge hit, but, you know, that's the thing in the music business. It's just, you don't know why, you know, certain songs, acts or hits, and others aren't. Mm-hmm. So it happened a lot in the 80s, but I don't want to bore you with 80s talk. Only the greatest now fucking... Why would you bore me? It's only the greatest fucking decade ever. I was too young to know it. Well, you were born in 87. And by the way, that was uh, also the same year that uh, Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet came out, as well as Poison's Open Up and Say Ah, which was originally supposed to be called Open Up and Swallow This. I mean, God bless the 80s. You don't get out. Well, have titles. you heard Eminem's song? I uh, that, that, uh, got to move it to lose it. Oh, very good. <laughs> he, has a, he has a moment where he's talking about um, open your mouth and swallow you yeah, know so maybe you would like this so if that's what you're into i'm oh well no i i mean listen uh i'm 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 into chicks i love women uh i'm like bill clinton uh i don't like good looking women i just like women i mean no, mm-hmm. i'm just kidding you know. i don't think you're kidding no no i don't you know you know I've, I've had some hot babes in my life i've had some slobs i mean we all have yeah but i take it to another level i mean the slob is yeah. to another level yeah i mean you okay. know but you know it's you know when you're single and horny Charity you know work yeah you uh you know like the kiss song says off of revenge 1992 i just wanna great play on words in that song mm-hmm. he was singing i just want to forget 
but he would say, I just want to fuck. I just want to fuck. I just want to forget you. Earl, I'm so sorry. I feel like. You don't like that? I just don't fucking know what you're talking about. This, I feel like I'm the guest that doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm reciting lyrics. Forget Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Forget Lennon and McCartney. Paul Stanley in the 80s was the shizit. Can I sing you a lyrics from one other song? You always do. Let's do this. All right. This is a lyric off of Paul Stanley's Kisses Crazy Nights album. Mm-hmm. It's a song called Bang Bang You. Okay. Okay, you ready? And you tell me if these aren't great lyrics. You ready? I'm ready. Can you say one, two, three? I need something to... One, two, three. Well, my love is like a cannonball. Mm. I'm taking aim and you're gonna fall. If love's a crime, I got a hundred schemes. I'll be the villain in your book of dreams as we go one, two, three, four. A midnight comes, I'll be at your door. Five, six, a seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, whoa, I just can't wait. I'm gonna bang, bang you. I'll shoot you down with my love gun, baby. I mean, that's wait, good lyrics, man. I'm sorry. I'm dancing. Why don't you sing some Lana Del Rey lyrics? It can even okay. come close to that. You I ready? Love One. You t- I don't even need a count off. <laughs> I will love you till the end of time. I will wait a thousand years. Promise you'll remember that you're mine. Baby, can't you see through the tears? Uh, you're going to tweet who you liked. <laughs> I want you to tweet at Earl Skakel. That's E-A-R-L. At Whitney Lee Rice. S-K-A-K-E-L. And tweet whose song you liked better. We're going to have a and song be honest, off. guys. Be honest. And we're going to go one more round. On okay, one more round. Who writes better lyrics, Paul Stanley or Lana Del Rey? All right. This is off Kiss's greatest hits album, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Okay. It's their song, Let's Put the X in Sex. Give me a countdown. Three, two, one. Let's put the X in sex. Original. Love's like a muscle and you make me want to flex. I said, let's put the X in sex. Keep me undercover, baby. Let me be your private eye. I'm under a physical spell. I'm a prisoner and your love is my cell. Once I get started, I can't stop. And now it borders like a rape, so I'll just cut it off. Okay, there. all right. Okay, so this is Lana Del Rey uh, video games. It's you, it's you, it's all for you. Every- <laughs> okay, let me. Can I please get a countdown? I think three coyotes just showed up. <laughs> May I please get a countdown? Okay. Lana Del Rey video games. All right. Quiet. Rolling sound. One, two, three. It's you. It's you. It's all for you. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst fucking song ever. You want to? This is. Let me play my part. Okay. Sorry. Let's do it one more time. Okay. One, two, three. 
It's you. It's, <laughs> it's all for you. Everything I do, I tell you all the time. Heaven is a place on earth with you. Tell me all the things you want to do. I heard that you like the bad girls, honey. Okay, and I think is we've... Uh, true? <laughs> That's a good way to I end. Like <laughs> Our comedy careers... We might have to put this one in Pro Tools. I mean, <laughs> what are you, gargling razor blades? I think I have a nice voice. All right. No, Whitney, Whitney I really, in all seriousness, uh, I hope uh, I didn't talk too much about myself. No, not at all. So come back <laughs> next week where we'll interview me, and uh, we'll talk about uh, my mom, Virginia. You're from Virginia. My uh, mom, uh, R.I.P. Mama uh, and Daddy, you know, 1998. And a lot of people ask me what my parents are like. I say, uh, watch the last 10 minutes of Son of Godzilla. And that's, uh, you know, it's a good idea. You know, dad teach me how to blow smoke rings. <laughs> Whitney Lee Rice, you're uh, always welcomed back to the Inappropriate Earl Studios. Thank you so much. Um, you, you, you know what time it is. You got your finger in the air. You know which way the comedy winds are blowing. other places too. Oh, well. I bet you do. Paging, oh, I don't want to say his name. And uh, I tell you, if they ever do a uh, comedy show based on the comics you pork, that's a good lineup. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. I haven't porked a comedian. Oh. Uh, well, Whitney Lee Rice, she'll be back for more. She's really cool. I appreciate her coming down. YouTube, uh, Whitney Lee Rice. Uh, Twitter, at Whitney Lee Rice. I'm Earl Skakel. This is Inappropriate Earl. We can be found on SoundCloud or for you Steve Jobs nutswingers. Uh, we can also be found on iTunes under just Inappropriate Earl. And one more time, I'd like to thank the great Stevie Rochelle from the band Tough for providing the intro and outro music to this. We're going to take you now to the guitar solo from Forever Yours. I'll be forever yours. You got to believe me Earl. when I'm saying... Sorry, that's can for I another have, podcast. Can I have my pants back? Oh, Whitney, uh, where's your underwear? <laughs> 